Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. the state fairgrounds it's the hammer and nigel show thanks to everybody coming out we are live in the tap room hammer we have a special guest on the drive hubler.com hotline every friday around this time we are very fortunate to have our friend tommy piggott join us he is the rapid response director for the rnc tommy let's start with this testimony from devin archer the transcript was released tucker carlson sat down with them we've heard pretty much the same story now take me through the biggest takeaways of what hunter biden's old business partner had to say well i think the biggest takeaway is just how much joe biden was lying about his involvement in his son's business dealings I mean, first you had Joe Biden saying he had no involvement whatsoever in Hunter's business dealings. And then Devin Archer testified that, well, actually, Biden was placed on speakerphone over 20 times during business meetings to sell the Biden business. And then in response to that, Democrats tried to say, oh, but Biden had no idea who he was talking to. You know, Biden was just talking on speakerphone. But then Devin Archer testified that Biden often knew who he was talking to and knew Hunter's associates. And then sort of a third line come out of that is the Democrats that would claim that, oh, he might have knew, knew who the associates were, but he had no knowledge of the dealing. He had no knowledge of the actual business. And Devin Archer testified that Biden actually did know what was going on. In fact, Biden sent <laughs> Devin Archer a letter expressing his excitement about their business partnership. So I think it really hammers home how much Joe Biden has been lying about this. And we expect the Biden crime family to lie. That's what they do. I mean, you expect lions to maul zebras. You expect the Biden crime family to lie. But we're also seeing the spillover effect happen into Congress. And this brings us to a guy we've dubbed as Al Bundy Jr., Representative (laughs) Dan Goldman. Uh, This guy lying to any camera who will see. I mean, it, it was so clear when he came out and he completely misrepresented what was in the transcript. He basically said Devin Archer testified to this, quote, illusion of access. When it turns out that was Dan Goldman's words, not Devin Archer's words. He basically completely misrepresented that transcript. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it shows the bias on top of it all, too, with the fact that Dan Goldman says this without any evidence. And almost every single media outlet runs with Dan Goldman's characterization without question. And then as soon as the transcript's released, it shows he wasn't telling the truth. So it, it hammers home again how Democrats are lying about this, but also how biased the media is. Hey, Tommy, I'm wondering if you, you mentioned Devin Archer sat down with Tucker Carlson and he released that, uh, at least part of the interview on Twitter or X or whatever we're supposed to call it now. And, you know, Devin Archer's a Washington insider. Tucker Carlson's a lifetime Washington insider. And it was fascinating to watch those two have a conversation because it was almost like it was tongue in cheek. Like they were all they were laughing about it almost like Tucker led him straight down a path of like, hey, this is kind of really what was going on. Right. And Devin Archer was like, yeah, I mean, come on. This is this is really what it was about. Did you pick that up during that conversation? Yeah, well, I think it kind of tore down any of the sort of uh, facades and and fake defenses that Biden was trying to put up, claiming that they're talking about the weather or that it was the illusion of access. 
when in reality the ability to put the vice president then on the phone, on speakerphone during a business meeting is a clear indication to sell that brand of Biden influence. So it really did tear down uh, really any of the facade that Biden was trying to put up by, by playing word games, basically, when in reality, we all do know what was going on here. And the evidence keeps on mounting that the Bidens were selling the, bride, the Biden brand and the Biden brand was Joe Biden. Tommy Piggott is our guest. He is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC. You can see some of his work at the very popular handle at RNC Research. That's a must follow, by the way. It is. That's a hilarious Twitter account. And it's on the White House's radar, too. (laughs) They've said it's one of their least favorite accounts. Uh, Tommy, I think a story that's kind of been buried this week with everything going on between Trump and the testimony of Archer and Biden is that the United States has been stripped of its top credit rating. This is only the second time in the history of our country this has happened, and it feels like this should be a much bigger story. It should be. I mean, it it really, uh, the irony of Joe Biden claiming to be fiscally responsible when on his watch we have a credit downgrading uh, of the U.S. credit rating. I mean, it really shows how fiscally unresponsible Joe Biden is. He goes out there, first thing he does, waste $1.9 trillion on far-left pet projects, uh, really uh, undermining our economy, fueling inflation. And then on top of that, he wants to spend even more. And then we see interest rates rising to a 22-year high because of this, in order to fight that inflation. And then now, because of that really perfect storm of higher debt prices, a higher amount of debt, higher inflation, we're seeing this downgrade. It shows really that everyone in this country is paying more because of Joe Biden's policies, including the federal government. What is the, I I mean, Biden gets out there and brags about Bidenomics, which, to my knowledge, was supposed to be an insult. I think it started out as a joke. Yeah, the economy's failing, uh, part of Bidenomics, and he kind of turned around and used it as a virtue, uh, a virtuous description. What is the biggest falsity right now that people believe about, you know, when he when Joe Biden talks about the economy, when he talks about, oh, inflation's coming down, oh, prices, wages, blah, blah, blah. What is one of the like what stands out to you as a glaring falsehood? Well, I mean, really, everything you just mentioned there is false. But I think the ultimate thing is when he goes out there and he says Bidenomics is working. To me, that's yep. either a false statement or it shows that he's somehow wanting to make American families poor. I mean, how else can you look at the fact of saying that the middle class is actively losing wealth, that you have real wages down 3% since Biden took office, inflation up, uh, up double what it was, and prices up 16.6% since Biden took office. Really, on indicator on their, uh, after indicator, families are poor. So when Biden says Bidenomics is working, is he doing this on purpose? And if he is, it's just one more reason that we need to vote him out of there in Tommy Pickett with us, uh, RNC Rapid Response Director. Hey, Tommy, every once in a while we get a rare piece of balanced journalism on CNN. And I'm talking about from their reporters, not the opinion hosts. We expect them to have differing opinions. But very often on CNN, the straight-laced reporters are the ones that are probably the most biased. But they were talking about this new poll that CNN did. Now, we're not talking about a Breitbart poll or a Fox News poll. This CNN poll shows Biden with a 41% approval rating. And when it comes to the economy, even lower than that. 
I haven't heard folks on CNN bash a Democrat like this in a long time. Well, at a certain point, it goes to show really how bad the economic reality is. The only people that are being helped by Bidenomics are either those in the administration or Biden's own family. Everyone else is getting poorer here. I mean, it's, it's really a terrible policy. And on top of that, there's another poll that was recently released from Reuters that shows that the majority of Biden voters, Biden voters who voted for Joe Biden in 2020, don't approve of Joe Biden on the economy. That the majority say that the economy is not improving, with the plurality saying the economy is actively getting worse. And those are Biden voters. So even Biden's own base is not buying Bidenomics. That shows you how terrible the economic reality is. So what do you think they're going to do then? I mean, uh, do you see, I, I don't even know with your position at the RNC, if you're allowed to comment on, on speculate or what the Democrats might do if Biden, I mean, I mean do you think, or, or are you allowed to speculate on if Biden will be the guy come 2024, or are they working to, to move someone else into his spot? Would that surprise you at all, I guess, if that happened? Well, right now, it seems like they're really doing everything they can to, to rig their process to make sure Joe Biden is enough. So that's all the yes. indications we have at this moment. Uh, ultimately, though, if it's Joe Biden, if it's Kamala Harris, if it's Gavin Newsom, uh, I mean, it's, they're all failures in terms of California. Really, Gavin Newsom's policies being so destructive to that state. Kamala Harris being the least popular vice president in history. I mean, there's no one really to replace, quote unquote, Joe Biden, because the Democratic Party is a party of failure. Their ide- ideology is bankrupt. So whether it's Joe Biden or someone else, the American people are going to reject it. And right now, all indications point to Joe Biden being that nominee. But regardless, we're going to have a Republican president uh, elected in 2024. Now, Tommy, you say there's nobody lined up to replace Joe Biden. I think Gavin Newsom would like to have a word with you because it feels like this dude has been running a shadow campaign for a number of months now to the point to where he wants to have a debate with Ron DeSantis separate from any (laughs) other debate. He wants to sit down with Ron DeSantis. And I'm curious as to your thoughts. Well, I mean, they should maybe make the audience all the people that have moved from California to Florida in recent years. Because uh, I think that's a compelling <laughs> yeah. enough argument for, for why his policies are so disastrous. In San Francisco, where he was mayor uh, before he was governor, has literally become the poster child uh, of a failed city. I mean, that there is, there's no other way to really describe his tenure, his career as a politician, except for failure, except for making sure that he empowers the left while really leaving American families behind. And, and under Gavin Newsom, U-Hauls are literally leaving the state at such a rate, uh, such a rate they're actually running out of trust. That's how fast people are leaving California. Uh, so if they, if they really want to have that debate and Gavin Newsom wants to California, uh, make uh, America California, I think that's a losing argument for the Democrats. All right, Tommy Piggott, RNC Rabbit Response Director here on the Hammer and Nigel Show, broadcasted live out of the State Fair. One more thing before we let you go, Tommy. Just an update on Bank the Vote. Uh, if people don't know what Bank of the Vote is, maybe uh, reset that for us and, and, and tell us where we're at with that. Yeah, Bank Your Vote is an initiative to educate and activate Republican voters to make sure that they bank their votes before Election Day. Uh, It's it's starting right now at bankyourvote.com. People can sign up on that website, and we're building out state-specific pages to make sure you have all the information you need to get that vote early. Uh, Because when you vote early, uh, first, it lets us really target our resources in an extremely effective way to get out voters who haven't voted yet and make sure that on Election Day, if something happens, that your vote's already in. And then it's also combined with our Protect Your Vote efforts. We're really ramping those up, continuing to ramp those up 
uh, really in unprecedented ways to make sure that we bank your vote and protect your vote. So the first step is for everyone to go to bankyourvote.com and really be part of that team that's going to beat Biden in 2024. Tommy, do you feel like the Republicans have made solid ground up in what's usually a Democrat stronghold of early voting, ballot harvesting, and things like that? Well, it really depends on the state. A lot of states, we actually had a lot of successes. So it's going to be about making sure that in every state we have those successes. Uh, So Republicans, I believe, are motivated. We just launched our first specific state leadership team in Wisconsin, uh, and really the entire Republican uh, congressional delegation is part of that state leadership team, which shows the unity of purpose behind this. Republicans across the country know that we need to really uh, beat the Democrats at their own game, making sure that we're getting those votes in early. So first of all, people can make sure that they bank their votes. And like I said, we can target those resources that we have in a really effective way. If we build that road now, we build that infrastructure now by everyone going to bankyourvote.com, we can hand that to the nominee. The nominee can use that to make sure that they really beat Biden and have a, have a massive victory in 2024. Tommy Pickett, RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, great job. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.